Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Mindset Coach. I am coming to you every Tuesday night with a series of free advice. So how this basically work is, is that if you ever have any questions about tonight's topic, you can ask them in the comments down below and I will connect with you and answer those questions. But tonight I'm coming in we're talking about the subject of mind over matter. My name is Troy. Um, I am a mindset coach. I love doing this work. And tonight I'm just coming to you with a topic that is important for us to really know. So I'm going to go ahead and dive into this and just really go from there. If you ever have any questions, feel free to ask questions in the comments down below and I will answer them. And um, I always tell people, take out a notebook because you're going to keep a series of this. Got a great topic tonight, Mind Over Matter. And we're going to look at more in depth about the idea of discouragement. All right. Discouragement, which leads to the mind over the matter because there's so much to cover on this. And I'm going to share this with you all tonight. So if you're watching, say hello so I know who's here. And uh, I'm going to bring you some free advice as you saw, I'm going to be doing this every Tuesday night, coming to you with more topics, more ideas. And of course, if there's something that you would like for me to dive deep in for some free advice, all you got to do is just put that, share your share your ideas in the comments down below and we'll go from there. Hey, Jason, it's good to see you, my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, so I'm going to start off with this idea because we're going to talk about discouragement, which really leads to that idea, mind over matter. All right, so the quote is, Many of the great achievements of the world were accomplished by tired and discouraged people who kept on working. Now, let that sink in for a little bit. Many of our things in life have already come to us because people who were tired and discouraged didn't give up, still pushed in, made it happen, and they worked from there, right? That is one of those. So today... I always hear people talking about their days. You know, we, we should be reflecting on our days because we should be reevaluating what worked, what didn't work, what happened on that day. Um, because there's a lot of the stuff that happens on our daily basis that is really mind over matter, right? Mind over matter. We can't change matter. Well, some people would probably say you could, but we really can't change matter. But you can change your mind that does influence the matter that happens in that day, right? That's really a good idea. So I've heard people gone like, oh, my gosh, it's been a crazy day or it's been one of those days. It's, you know, we all have that. Days are great. Some days are challenging for us. I always say there's never a bad day. There's just a day that really tested our character and it's a really big challenge for us. And I'm going to talk about three key points on those particular days and I'm going to share start off with a, a little thing that I'm working on where discouragement is kicking in for me, all right? Where discourage is kicking in. But the three points that I'm going to point out tonight are shifting the identity, talking about our courage and our strength, and then this idea of discouragement and failure. So that's really what I'm going to point into tonight in this series. So I'm in the, in the process of really working from the inner side, the inner depths of my soul, into becoming who I am. I was asked this question is, what is my purpose? And my first response was, that's a tough one. So that means right there, I don't know what my purpose is. So I'm doing some work personally when it comes to it. And a lot of the stuff that I have to, to do 
Um, a friend of mine in Arizona, he's a shaman, and so I'm working with him, and he pushed me to the next level, and he gave me some tasks, right? So I was like, okay, now these tasks are not easy. These are challenging tasks for me. The first one is I have to come home, and when I walk into my home, for the first 30 minutes, I have to blindfold myself. I have to listen to the heartbeat of my home. And so I was very discouraged because trying to do just, I, I'm not allowed just to sit on my couch and just be blindfolded. I have to do like the normal stuff that I normally do, like go and get, you know, get, get myself done for the day. What I do get into my, from my work out, my work clothes into my relaxing clothes and I have to blindfold myself. And so there's a little bit of discouragement in there because I have no sight. And so I've got to start feeling around it. Let me tell you, it's been a crazy, crazy experience, right? The other one is I have to start practicing writing with my left hand. And oh my gosh, talk about discouragement there. You know, he says, I want you to write your name with your left hand as well as sign your name with your left hand. And so starting that, there are times that I do get discouraged. I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? This is so challenging. This is, this is, you know, I have to bring that balance from the right hemisphere to the left hemisphere of my brain and really work with that. And then the other thing is I have to really, really, I have to stand on one foot, okay, stand on one foot and do that with my eyes closed. Now, this is where my discouragement comes in because, and I have to balance myself on one foot with my eyes closed for 30 seconds. The highest I've gotten right now has been eight seconds. And this has been the challenging part where discouragement has been kicking in. Oh, Sonny says, my dogs would think I'm crazy. <laughs> we are all crazy in some fashion or form, Sonny. But I don't call it crazy. I call it, we're tapping into the higher intelligence to learn more. That's how I see it. So my challenge is that I have to balance myself on one foot with my eyes closed because there's a purpose behind it. Because when you close your eyes, you are no longer in control. So you've got to get that sense of balance, right? And really trying to balance yourself. I was like, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. Well, I'm already on uh, day number five trying to do this practice. And let me tell you, there's days I've been discouraged about it, right? But I'm not giving up. Because I could have said, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to give up. Who cares, right? And I'm going to talk about some thoughts that lead us into that discouragement. But I'm not. There's times that I get like I'm, I'm counting and I'm almost close to 10 seconds and I just get discouraged. Right. And I'm like, and like I said, mind over matter. I can stop and say, why am I really doing this? I should just give up. I'm over this. I don't want to do this anymore. But because the reason is there are these thoughts that are not serving my purpose. All right. There are thoughts that are not serving my purpose. And like I said, we're really going to talk about shifting that identity. We're going to talk about that courage and strength. And we're really going to talk about that discouragement as well as failure. So there are beliefs that we hold within ourselves that we're not aware of. You've got to understand that our mind is set up in two different formats. One is the conscious. That is what we're seeing right now with our eyes open. We make judgments. There's so much information that we're processing in. And we think that we're able to process all that information with our eyes open. Where the real work happens is when we close our eyes and our subconscious, when we go to sleep, when we, when we close out the control, it is our subconscious. And that's where the challenge is at, right? Those are where the true values, 
the core beliefs that reside. And those are, oh my gosh, those are past experiences that reside inside our subconscious. And that's the crazy, crazy part of it all is that subconscious mind, right? So the beliefs in there, all right? So I'm going to talk about some ideas that are, these are the thinking things that lead us to that discouragement, that mind over matter. These are the things, all right? And we call these the thoughts that are not serving, all right? So write that down in your journal, thoughts not serving. The first one is our past defeats. If we've been defeated in our past, we hold on to that memory and that leads to the discouragement, right? Leads to the discouragement. And if we think about the idea of Thomas Edison, he was discouraged over 10,000 times. And when you ask him, if you were to ask him, and he's, and we have quotes out there that share that, he said, I found 10,000 ways on how to make the light bulb, the light bulb not work. And he had 10,000 ways of discouragement. He could have stopped after the first five. I'm struggling with just trying to get my balance for 30 seconds, right? And there are times I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this, right? Because I'm starting to tap into that past defeats. I've, I've had challenges in my life where nothing worked. Like I, I've been part of this, this, this step bed at work and I missed a day and it, I did get discouraged. I was like, all right, I'm out of this. Right. But what I loved about it is I was been able to keep my steps going. I was averaging around 10,000 steps a day. And because I'm, I got kicked out of that, that challenge, I was like, well, then why do I continue doing steps? But I didn't. I still do. I still show up and keep my steps going because I'm not going to let that discouragement. I'm not going to let that past defeat define me and control my future. All right. So number one was on that on the, the thoughts that are not serving us was our past defeats. The next one is sometimes we are very, very challenged in seeking support and help. We will deny ourselves of the support and help. We will put ourselves into a refusal of the seeking help and support. All right. And that is a thought that leads us. Okay, that's a thought that leads us to our discouragement that I, I can do this all on my own. And I am a, I'm a big victim of that. I'm a big victim of that because I like to try to figure everything out. I don't like to reach out and ask for support. I don't like to try to reach out and ask for help. I'm like, I can figure this out. But then if I can't figure it out, then my past defeats are kicking in, which we just talked about. The next one is I start to question my faith. And that has really been something I've been working on lately is because um, I, I feel like my faith is not there. And I'm not talking about because I'm not attending church or going and doing these things. I'm talking about my inner soul, my heart of hearts. I've got to have faith. And what happens with faith is you, re you release control. You surrender. You have to just believe. You've got to have it. I have a, my friend who's my shaman friend who's working with me, he asked me about my tattoos on it, right? And I have one tattoo that says I walk by faith and not by sight. And he looked at me and he goes, so you have that on your body because that's, that's something meaningful to you, he says, but you're not living it. And the question was why? Goes back to those, I don't want to seek support and help and I'm living my past defeats. 
right? So having faith. Yes, that's why good friends are priceless. That is so true. All right. That is so true, Sonny. You you hit a good point there. The next one is sometimes I'm not focused on my purpose or vision. I I know what it is, right? I I I have an idea of what my vision and purpose is, but the thing is I'm not focused in it. I allow distractions to get in the way. I am afraid to take a risk. I'm afraid that it may become successful and I may not know how to handle that. Those are the things that we happen, right? That is a thought that leads to my discouragement. That's the thought that leads to not serving me in what I needed to do. And so that's the idea is I'm not focused on purpose or a vision. And when you finally focus yourself on a purpose and a vision, you're going to have so much happening and you're going to have those moments where you're going to get those defeats. And are you going to stop that defeat? I was I was watching my neighbors outside a while ago and they're, she's doing something really fun with her, her, young, her young son. And there was a, a moment where you could see he was getting discouraged because he couldn't figure it out. But he did. Right. He had to stop in the moment and he processed it. And then he went in and he accomplished it. Right. We've got to be like that inner child that resides within us. Even though we may be a true adult, mature adults, we have the inner child that resides within us. That's our creativity. And we just got to allow that child to resonate with us. And we've got to go back into that moment. And we just got to figure it out. And we just got to say, okay, that's a defeat, but I'm not going to let me stop. I'm not going to let it stop me, right? So not focused on a purpose or a vision. The next one is another thought that's not serving us is we're always comparing. We're very comparative, right? We look at others around us. We look at the people who have accomplished the things that we want to do. And we compare like, well, I'm not like them. I don't have the lifestyle like them. I don't have the finances like them. I don't have the support like them. So I can't do it. Well, because you're comparing. And we know for a fact that comparing ourselves to others is never going to help us. We're going to put ourselves in the in the 12 foot hole of comparison. And we can't do that. You can only compare yourself to yourself. You should only compare yourself to yesterday. What were you like yesterday? That's who you compare yourself to, right? But our thoughts that are not serving is when we compare ourselves to others. That's the important part. The other part is a non-healthy community. And I'm big on this. And this goes into what you were talking about earlier, Sonny, is the good friends. What is your community like? What is what is your tribe? What is your square squad? There's so many ways we say this, but are they healthy or are they non-healthy? Because if they're healthy, they're going to be like-minded people who have the same visions. They're going to be beyond past their defeats. They're going to be, that's that poor group. They're never going to question their faith, right? They're never going to question their faith. They're never going to, fo- they're always focused on their purpose right? They're always focused on their purpose and they're never comparing. They're always comparing themselves to themselves that they were yesterday. And they're a healthy community. But sometimes we fall into the communities that are not healthy for us. All right. The next one is another thought that is not serving to us is opinions and thoughts of the others. This one is strong. This one is powerful for our young children for our young generation, 
even as as adults, we still do that. We will put value into the thoughts and opinions of what others think, say, and how they judge us. That's not a serving thought for you, folks. That's not a serving thought for you, right? So what? The opinions and thoughts of another person, if you put value into that, then that's your issue. Because you're residing back into those these other points we were talking about, past defeats, refusal to help, the faith, the vision, the comparison, the healthy community versus the non-healthy community. We're so caught into the opinions of others, right? And that is right, Sonny. They will drive you to your goals. If you have a healthy community, they will drive you to your goals. Jason, correct. We all have different purposes, but that's how you make your tribe. That is so true. Also, too, the opinions and thoughts that you really should consider are those of your like-minded tribe members, family members, community members that are healthy. You get to choose your community that you want to work with you. No one says you have to work with that community. You get the choice, right? The choice. The next one is difficulty in handling constructive criticism. Now, this falls back into that opinions and thoughts. We will always be receiving information from others in the world and society. We will always will. It's never going to stop. So if you think that, oh, one day it's just going to end. No, it's not. You can't have that mindset that it's going to stop. So that it's, we difficult. there's difficulty in handling the constructive criticism. You get to filter it out. You get to put the value in the constructive criticism. Now, I function off of criticism. I function off of if I know that there's need for improvement or if someone points out and says, hey, I saw you doing this. I just want to give you what I saw because everyone, like Jason says, everyone has a different perspective. They're going to see something that I'm not going to see. Sometimes they're going to see something that my, my community, like-minded, are not seeing, and they're just providing constructive criticism. Now, if we say critical criticism, it's totally different because that falls into the opinions and thoughts. But difficulty processing that constructive criticism is a thought that's not serving us. And the last one is fear-driven. Fear-driven. I always say fear stands for false expectations appearing real. That's what fear stands for me. Because fear challenges us to get out of our comfort zone. Fear challenges to get us out of our comfort zone. We're so too comfortable with it. We don't know how to handle unknowns. So when we're looking at the mind over matter and we're talking about discouragement, fear-driven. If I'm fearful of everything, nothing's ever going to happen. I'm never going to get out of that 12-foot hole, right? People are, if I start seeking help, but I still let past defeats, I let my, my, my faithless mind dictate or drive, I'm never going to get it because I'm always going to be fear-driven. It may be something, and I always say, you know, my favorite quote that I live by that I heard recently, my favorite, favorite quote is, your greatest treasure lies within the cave that you are fearful to enter. If I stand out my outside my cave that has my greatest treasure within, but I'm fear-driven, I'm never going to enter it, and I'm going to miss out on it. 
That could be a promotion. That could be an op. That could be an opportunity. That could be where my financial freedom lies. That could be where my purpose resides. That could be where my visions and my dreams are occurring. But if I'm fear driven, I'm never going to be able to allow myself to enter in there. Right? Fear driven. So I'm going to recap real quickly. These are the thoughts that are not serving: our past defeats, our refusal to seek help and support. We question our faith. We're not focused on a purpose or a vision. We're always comparing. We don't have a healthy community. We focus on the thoughts and opinions of others. We don't know how to handle or process constructive criticism, and we're fear-driven, right? I love fear because you get to change your mind. That's so true, Jason. That is so true. Fear, again, false expectations appearing real. That's how I res- that's how I think of fear, right? And those are the things. But how do we deal with those? How do we deal with those past programming, those past thoughts, those those things that reside that I just shared with you that reside within our own soul and our own mind? How do we deal with them? Well, here we go. Are you ready? You re- All right. This is how do we deal with them? First off, we need to shift our paradigm. What does your paradigm look like right now? The paradigm is, what does the story you're creating look like? And when you're creating that story, what's the picture you're creating? You get to create your own motion picture, folks. You get to create your own motion picture. So when you're shifting your paradigm, what does your paradigm look like right now? Because um, you can have a paradigm shift really easily. All it takes is just... What are you thinking? What is, what's processing through your mind? The next one is acknowledge your feelings. Acknowledge them. We have feelings. They're there for a reason. Our feelings are there to give us signs and warning signs, both good and bad. If we have the feelings of joy, excitement, bliss, gratitude, happiness, We know that we're on the right path to our purpose and vision. We know that past defeats are not driving us. We know that we are in our healthy community. We know that we are not fear-driven. But if your emotions are sad, depression, angry, envy, jealous, those are emotions that are not going to get you anywhere. We have to acknowledge them. Don't, Don't try to say they don't exist. Don't try to rid of them. Because if you try to rid of them, then you're not going to have balance. I was talking to some of my students today, and I was telling them that there has to be a balance. In In order for good to exist, there has to be evil. There is a balance. In order for our planet to be aligned on its axis, there has to be the north magnet area to the south magnet area. There has to be balance. That's how God and the universe created everything. There has to be balance. So you have to acknowledge your feelings. You have to process those feelings and say, are these feelings that are leading me? Because I know when you're happy and excited, you have that blissfulness going on. You have that gratitude. You're moving mountains. Even though the biblical scripture says that, you're moving mountains. But when you're sad, you're lonely, you're upset, you're angry, you're envy, you're jealous, that's not going to align. That's not going to get you anywhere because it's going to push you to fear-driven. All right, it's going to push you fear-driven. The next one is, what do we do? How do I handle discouragement? 
It goes to what Jason and Sonny were talking about. Ask for help. Seek the support. Ask for guidance. If you're sitting at home struggling and saying, I need to shift my life. I need to change my paradigm. I've tried all these things. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Prayer, seek help. Meditate, seek help. Speak to God, seek help. Talk to your spirit guides, your angels. Whatever you practice, how you do it, always seek help. It doesn't hurt. It does not hurt, all right? Does not hurt. The other one is gratitude. Gratitude. I have been studying gratitude for the last six months. Every morning I get up and I'm grateful. I can find the smallest little things to be grateful for. I once read a story about these this, this couple that was living in this apartment and the neighbors, the, the walls were very thin like walls so you can hear everything. And it was a consistent factor that these neighbors were always arguing, right? They were always arguing. And it became a point where the that couple living in there were like, I can't handle this anymore. But they shifted their mind into gratitude, right? It discouraged them of like, oh, man, we live here. This is where we reside. But they shifted it. They shifted and said, you know what? Even though we hear this almost on a, a constant basis, we can play our music loud. They were finding the gratitude. We we have a home where we can play our music loud. The neighbors aren't going to complain because we hear them yelling and arguing, so they can't really get mad at us. We have four walls. We have a, a place to reside, a place to call home. We have water and heat. We have a bed to lay in. We have electricity. We have... Um, food in our fridge. We have a refrigerator. You know, they started looking at all of the things that can be grateful for in that moment. My favorite saying is this, stop looking at situations and asking what's wrong with the situation and start asking yourself, what is right in the situation? What is right? That leads to that idea of gratitude, right? And the other thing is, the last one is, Jason said it there, Talk to God. Seek the divine. Speak to your higher intelligence. Whatever you do. Right? Whatever you do. You don't need to be a priest. You don't need to be a pastor. You just be you. You have that direct line communication. And all you're going to do that. So those things is how do I deal with discouragement? I'm going to go over them again. Shift your paradigm. Oh, I forgot one. Oh, this is my favorite one. So I got one more before I go over Faith over fear. Oh, there it is. Faith over fear. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in the process. Relinquish your control. Surrender and let it be. Sometimes, sometimes, we will set an intention and ask for something that we want, which we limit ourselves but God will turn around and say, that's not what I have aligned for you. I have something greater for you. Be patient because you're going to enjoy what I have planned for you. I've had to tell myself that. I've had to tell myself that. 
Stop limiting yourself. It's okay. Put it out there. Put it out there through your prayer, through your meditation, through your quiet time, through your journal writing, whatever you do to process your thoughts. Put it out there. Surrender. Relinquish the control. Have a faith because sometimes what you ask for may be limited in this limitless world. And God, the universe, may have something greater for you. But the one thing you have to do is you have to have the faith in it. That leads to your God and spirit, right? All right, so these are the things. How do we deal with discouragement? Shift your paradigm, faith over fear, acknowledge your feelings, ask for help, gratitude, and your God, spirit, and the divine. That's how you deal with discouragement. That's how you take mind over matter. That's how you grab it and you control it, right? Yes, find the winner within. We all have the hero residing in it. We are all the hero in our journey. There is so many mentors and guides through books and literature, movies. The hero lies within you. I always tell people, they always, I always hear people say, oh, so-and-so is my hero. And I say, okay, you know, when it, we know that death is inevitable. And what happens when that person passes into their next life? Then who's the hero? Then they're going to seek. And, and, and I always say, it seems like you're, you're, you're working really hard to, uh, to appease the hero that you say is your hero. But in reality, you are your own hero. The winner is within. That's what it is. All right. So that's how we deal with discouragement. That's how we shift our mind over matter. Because everything in physical form one day will vanish. But the only thing that will not vanish is what was what what, what is what resides within you and that's that soul. That is that purpose, that is those core values and beliefs. That will never, that is what will never disappear, right? So many people are scared of death. You know, I always tell myself this. I was there one time, Jason. I was very fearful of death. I was very fearful of it. I was like, but here's my deal. The one time I thought I was very fearful of death, thinking about this discouragement, because I, I, I have a lot going on in my life that discouragement does reside greatly, but I am working through that discouragement, right? So I'm sharing with you on this topic of an experience that I'm going through. And so the discouragement happens. It's part of our programming. It's part of our process. It's part of our journey. But the thing is, I tell myself, I want to make sure that when I get ready to transition from this physical form life into my next life, I want to be able to say, I lived my purpose. I did what I was meant to do here. I, I found a prayer and I read it because it just really opened my mind. There is a prayer in the Bible and there's er several areas that call that talks about the hedge of thorns. God is going to place around you a hedge of thorns to protect you because there's a purpose while you're here. And that hedge of thorns will always exist around you. Right? 
And they always say, no harm should come to you with the hedge of thorns around you because you have to fulfill your purpose. And sometimes if we're not really studying, we're allowing our discouragement to take us down from our purpose, our vision, our dreams of who we're truly meant to be. That hedge of thorns is going to protect us on that. But there are times that when we don't understand that we have this protection, this guidance, we allow the world, we allow everything around us to defeat that, to slowly nick away at that hedge of thorns when we can allow ourselves to strengthen it through the things I shared, those thoughts that are not serving for us, changing them to how do we deal with them. That's a key thing. All right. So I've got some questions I want you to reflect on. All right. I've got some questions I want you to reflect on. The first question I have is, what are some areas of discouragement in your life right now? So tonight, start processing that. Ask yourself these difficult questions. What are some areas in my life where I am seeing discouragement? Why is this a discouragement? Is it a past belief? Is it because I'm afraid to ask? Is it because I don't have faith? Try to align it with those thoughts that are not serving. But what areas of defeat or discouragement do you have? The next one is what past discouragements are holding you back? That's the thing you need to ask. Reflect on them. Past encouragements holding you back. Because we all have past discouragements. And we may not think consciously, because subconsciously it's happening. Remember, because conscious we know we're, we're awake, we're rationalizing, we're reasoning. But our subconscious is very objective. And it says, well, you're saying one thing in your rational mind, your awake mind. But this is what I know because you keep saying it over and over and over without even recognizing when you're awake. So what past discouragements are holding you back from living your purpose and visions? What, what past discouragements are stopping you from achieving the dreams? And the other one is, when discouragement happens, how do you deal with it? When discouragement occurs, how do you deal with it? So your reflective questions are, what areas right now in your life do you see discouragement in? What are the past discouragements that you are holding onto that are holding you back from moving forward? And when a discouragement happens, how do you deal with it? I can tell you, like I said, I have to, I have to balance myself on one foot for 30 seconds. And when, so when discouragement happens is I stop, I take a breath, I give myself an affirmative statement. I think to myself, I, I push myself, I, I pump up myself and say, you know what? Today may not be the day, but guess what? I'm a footstep closer because today I showed up in practice. That's how I deal with discouragement, especially when it comes to this balancing on one foot. I tell myself, all right, you practice for a good 20 minutes. And guess what? That 20 minutes is building you because you're going to reach where you're doing it for 30 minutes, 30 seconds with your eyes closed, right? Use that discouragement to fuel the drive of your dream. Amen to that brother, Sonny. Amen to that. Use the discouragement. And that's what this really is. That's what those reflective questions are really telling you. Use the discouragement 
to help you push you to achieve your dreams, purpose, and vision. Too many times, too many times, I see it. I, 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 where, where the field that I work in, I see discouragement all the time. And too many times, because of one little discouragement, one little failure, they're done. And I'm like, why are we even saying we're done? Done shouldn't be in your category, shouldn't be in your vocabulary when it comes to those types of discouragements. You've got to push yourself. You've got to make it happen, right? So those are some reflective questions to think of. And I've got some affirmations that I'm going to give you. Affirmations, I love them because these are simple statements you can say to yourself. You can say them over and over and over. And, and science and research has, has proven in this. Neurologists have proven this, that... When you say affirmations over and over, whether they're out loud or in your mind, and you say them over and over and over, they, the subconscious mind says, hey, well, Troyes keeps saying this particular phrase, so he's already said it like a thousand times today. I guess it must be important. I must program it. I'm going to have to weed it out and, and change it because he's starting to say this. So he must, if he's saying this to himself, this must be a true value belief in course, so I need to make this happen. All right, make it happen. Yes, I love I I love my kiddos, Sonny. I love them. And I always tell them, you know, you are capable of anything and possible of anything. And it's and sometimes it gets very frustrating because a lot of the students are very discouraged. And it's because they lead into all these things, you know, it, it can lead to what the parents or the friends think. It leads to how do I handle a constructive criticism? I mean, they're fearful of things. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. So affirmations are simple statements that you can repeat in your head. You can say them out loud. You write them out. I have affirmations all around me. Trust me, I am the affirmation guy. I, I love I love the statement I am because whatever comes after I am is so powerful and so, so meaningful. So I'm going to share a few with you. An affirmation you can say really simple is I am loved by God. I mean, how easy is that? I am loved by God. I am loved by God. I am loved by God. Another one is I believe and trust in the goodness of God. You can say that to yourself. I believe and trust in the goodness of God. Say it with emotion. I love to do these with affirmations. Here, I'm going to give you a little secret, right? I'm going to give you a little mind, a mind coach secret. When you say your affirmations, I will say it. So the first one I say is, is I am God. I am loved by God. So that's one, two, three, four, five. That's five words, right? I emphasize each word differently. So I will say, I am loved by God. 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 I, em I emphasize those words and I put the emotion, I put that feeling and love it. Another one is I set the intention for my desired life. 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 See, you can do any ways with those affirmations. You can do them in any way. And the last one I'll give you is I will never be abandoned by God. 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 Say them with emotion. Say them just with that strategy. Just get involved with those affirmations that I shared with you. It's simple as that. Well, folks, that is it for tonight. Every Tuesday night, I am coming to you at 630 here on Facebook. 
bringing you some free advice. Thank you to Sonny and Jason who were here asking some questions, sharing some insights. I appreciate you both. I thank you. I love you all. I, like I said, I'm coming every Tuesday night at 6.30. Share this video out with some friends. Tag them in the comments of someone who may need to hear this, 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 um, this video because, like I said, I'm coming to you giving you free advice, free advice that you don't need to pay. However, I do have programs for both teen, young adults, as well as um, adults. If you're ever interested in, in taking on the next step and getting yourself into a program that I offer, please feel free to reach out to me. We'll connect. We'll talk about things. We'll see which program is really good for you. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty transparent. My programs that I offer are not canned programs. They're custom. So I do an intake um, with you. Then we sit down and after we have that that life assessment is what I like to do. And after I hear where you're working with it, your plan is created based on you. So you're not coming into a canned program. All right. You're not coming in saying like everyone's doing it. No, I don't work that way. I custom that my goal is as a, as a mindset coach is I, I cater to you. You are important. It's not about me. It's about you. And that's why I work with it. So if you know anyone who might be interested in it or is seeking that, um, or if you're seeking it, feel free to reach out to me. We'll connect and we'll go from there. Um, I always offer a free consultation with all of my programs, a free consultation. So that way you can see um, where we need to go, right? What, what's wrong with a free consultation? You'll get another, you'll get another time spot with me and get some free advice. I mean, how easy is that? All right, well, I'm heading off for the night. Thank you all for tuning in. Love each and every one of you. Thank you again, Jason. Thank you, Sonny, for being here. I will see you guys, wonderful people, next Tuesday as I come every Tuesday at 6.30 here live on Facebook, bringing you these amazing, amazing free advice, things that come up. And like I said, if you ever see any topics that you think like, hey, this might be something you might want to talk about, feel free to reach out to it, right? Feel free to reach out to me and we'll make it happen. With that said, have a great one and enjoy the rest of your day.